0: Welcome to the Afterlife, man. I'm really excited right now. I know everyone says this during, in a show. They're like, I'm so excited. But, dude, I'm really psyched to have you. I have Eric Blake here. Yay, um, yay. <laughs> what's up, man? What are you doing, bro? Um, I got to say from the from the jump that uh, I had to sort of, like, blackmail Eric to come here a little bit. Because <laughs> we were working on something. He
1: blackmailed his black friend.
0: Ain't <laughs> that some shit? That sounded like a new email. <laughs> Hey, we got a good TV show title. Yes. We're all coming up with ideas in quarantine, like Black Man by Black Friend. Yes, sir. Yeah, because you, you drove from Riverside to be here? I drove here? from Riverside, bro. Riverside is how long?
1: Uh, about an hour and 20.
0: Okay. Um, wow, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, bro. Hell no. I want to get out the house. You were like... <laughs> <laughs> what? That's right. You're, you're a married man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Make sure she doesn't listen to us so we can talk shit. Definitely. No, um, now, because I thought you said South Central.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised in South Central.
0: Okay, because not you, you you can you drive to South Central?
1: Yeah, I was going to film that there. Oh, uh, got it, got it. You know the audition there, and I also thought that you know it'd be easier for me to call somebody. Hey, if I need the camera, to do if I need somebody to stand in. Yeah, phone call or go on the block somewhere where I know some people. Yep. Hey, watch this camera. Hold this motherfucker. <laughs> Let me do that.
0: <laughs> so uh, this this thing that we're uh, we're going to work on a little bit together, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm trying. To, I, I I'm already kind of slated to do it, and I mm-hmm. want Eric to do it. It's about a white man mm-hmm. who is trying to get killed by a black man. Exactly. Because the homicide... He, can- he has can. It's pretty fucking melodramatic shit. Right. So the acting has to be really fucking good. But I think it's good, though. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's intense. It's a cool idea. Basically, the idea is that the insurance is double for his family, his wife and kid. If it's a homicide... Right. If it's a suicide, or if he dies of cancer... Right. It's less, which I guess is a real thing. Right. I mean, I can't imagine Joey would actually make that a uh, an idea if it was a bullshit idea. It must be yeah. a thing that is true. If you're cool. kill, if you're murdered, it's you get the, more life it's insurance.
1: It's, it's, yeah, you definitely get doubled if you get if you get murdered and you have. The so the way that uh,
0: my fella gets murdered is he goes into uh, a, a black neighborhood. I'm assuming Compton or something. like He that. goes in Compton and he goes he he sees a drug exchange happening. Right, and he just starts throwing out the N word very aggressively right and the guy just keeps beating him and beating him beating him and it's like what the fuck are you doing this for right and uh he tells him the story and then they have a kind of interesting Bond kind of bonding connection. moment it's 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 and so joey was like do you know any any guys who could do this and he was like i want guys who are like six four six five like these monster guys i was like let me tell you something i did a video right. that i think a lot of people I'm going to call this the N-Word podcast, by the way. Right, right, for sure. Right. That's cool. Um, <laughs> a video with Eric with Chocolate Sunday. And, and and before you got on board with this video for the Chocolate Sunday show and Showtime,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they had had other black dudes right. in the part, And they got the big, fat black guy, you right, know, the bouncer, right. the Laugh Factory type right, of guy. right, And they were fine. Right. And Eric showed up. I don't know how, how early we'd only rehearsed a few times before that night maybe twice maybe twice
1: maybe maybe three or four times
0: and uh, you showed up and look I I do jujitsu I've choked people unconscious (laughs) in fights I think I'm pretty fucking strong and I think I know my way but like the minute you were on stage I was like I would never fuck with this dude (laughs) not just because you're jacked but also because there's something certain people have an energy about them Mm. where you go this guy's seen shit He's done shit. He's mm-hmm. been a part of shit. Mm-hmm. And he's authentic. And not, you know, you know how, uh, I mean, I just watched, dude, you got to watch the documentary, Inmate One, about Danny Trejo. Okay. Danny Trejo, da- yeah, Are you I a know fan? exactly who he is, yeah. Dude, check out everyone listening. Check out the fucking documentary. It's the f- best documentary ever. Because he, here's a guy who was a prisoner right. for years. And he was addicted to drugs. And he came out and started playing X roles. And he was just so interesting. Director's like, hey, hey, I want to put you in a movie. And he became, now he's a fucking legend. He's, he's done know, over 300. Oh yeah, he's, a, he's a Mexican Arnold Schwarzenegger. With and a he gives back to the community. And he's, and he's actually a really good actor. But like, mm-hmm. he said he was doing Con Air. Yes. And all these guys, all dudes on Con yes. Air. And they're yes. like, yes. dude, one time I was at a bar and I fucking punched this guy in the chest. And right. everyone's beat off. <laughs> and Nick Cage was like, none of you motherfuckers are scary. Danny Trejo is the only scary motherfucker here. So the rest right, of you. Right. Because you know you got a show with all guys. They're all trying to be all right. fucking alphas. But right away, so, and that being said, or because right. of that, you know, we do this video and you weren't, quote unquote, the size of the guy that I guess they originally intended. But because of you, I mean, you know, I think we can all take percentages of the credit. Right, right. <laughs> I think I'll take, I'll take 20%. Right, right. <laughs> I'll, right. Give, I'll give you and Justin 40% each. Right, right. Um, And, and Justin's great, but maybe even you more because... The way that you play... It's how white man says the N-word if you guys haven't seen it. Google it now. I'll wait. Um, first of all, you played off Justin Great right. and the way that you the way that you looked at him, how simple it was, how clear it was, the musicality of your voice even to mm-hmm. play the joke. It was brilliant, pitches, dude. The different pitches. Different
1: pitches, exactly. Like, That's what I mean. Like, a, like if you're not street, you wouldn't know the different, different pitches in the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, please. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that unless you've been in a situation where you do it unconsciously. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like I have mixed kids. And uh and I like to I have a joke about my daughter Million uh, and I love her out of my mix. My my kids are half black and half Italian. Um but only one out of the four that can say the N word right. And that's <laughs> a Million. That's my middle one. That's my daughter. And and, and kinda of funny, she's the darkest one. Yeah. Yeah. But and my other three are mad because they don't understand why they can't say it. <laughs> and I'm like, because you motherfuckers don't say it right. So I'm, you know, arguing with the other three about the word. You know, like, listen, this shit is not cool because you're not saying it right, motherfucker. I'm, I'm your dad and you're offending me. Yeah. You know, you're like, <laughs> you're not saying it right. And then Million, she kind of like does her own thing around the house. And she could hear the conversation from a distance where she could hear it and yep. then I'm going back and forth you know you, you, you know you guys don't say it and you you're going to get fucked up some black kids are going to see you you know and they're going to whoop your ass and then my daughter walks over, like walking past a million. She's like nine, ten. She walks by us and goes, Dad, what's wrong with these niggas? I said, I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh, I said, like, hey, come back and say that shit again, but
1: he's like, Oh, you're like, damn, I should record this for TikTok. <laughs> that's hilarious, Oh uh, yeah, man. She says it perfect. <laughs> I'm like, that's that, that did you didn't cheer that shit. That's what I was supposed to be saying. We're saying the same thing. No, no you saying nigger, motherfucker. That's a nigga. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's hilarious. That. Now your your kids, I haven't seen Pictures of them? Are they? um I mean, do people look at them and go, "Oh, they're black kids"? Or they look at them, and they go, "They're ethnically ambiguous." Or was well, was? It-
1: I'll, I'll, I'll best I'll, the way I can describe it. Like I live in I live in a I live in Riverside. I live in a really nice neighborhood. Like like everybody's millionaires in my neighborhood except for me. Put it yeah. That way. Um, I'm not trying to brag, just want to give you how ugly this shit is. Yeah. And one of my neighbors' daughter comes over and. She's describing my my younger son, who is Giovanni, and Emiliano is right after him. So Giovanni Giovanni's like ten, and Emiliano is like twelve. So this is how the girl described Giovanni and Emiliano. He says, uh, "Uh, yeah. Um, where's Giovanni? You know, the white kid with the black sister." Oh wow! Like fuck. <laughs>
0: Okay. So back in the day, you say he passes.
1: He passes like a motherfucker. He looks. He looks. He looks white. He looks Italian. He's got the sh- curly
0: Italian hair going. He's
1: got the kind of the straight, kind of like, you know, whitish, not really tan. You know, and it's a struggle. Even when like, it's a struggle. I, I never like my wife is the most liberal person you ever want to meet in your life. Actually, a little more liberal than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not as liberal as my wife. My wife is just like. Always on the good side of the law yeah. and, you know, takes the high road for all kind of shit. We're getting the, uh, the, the the coronavirus test. Yeah. And you ever get to do your test?
0: I didn't do the nose test. I did the nose I did test. blood it's test. test. It's, a,
1: it's a fuck. Right. So I pull up and, you know, they do the nose thing and they swipe me and then they ask you your name, your age and your race. You know, Aaron, you know Eric Black, blah, 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 African-American. And then my wife, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. Then... Gets to Jav- then it gets to a million, blah, 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 African-American. Then it gets to Giovanni, my baby. My wife wants to answer. She goes, Giovanni, uh, you know, Giovanni Blake, um, you know, 10 and race. She goes, uh, African-American. I was like, you had to pause on that, bitch? <laughs> 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 she struggled, man. Yeah.
0: Because she, she didn't want the guy to be like, what?
1: Yeah, right, because it was a struggle. I guess it never crossed her mind until yeah. that
0: moment. Wow, that's fascinating yeah does he now i imagine that he oh, I a yeah he yeah, see a picture i imagine that he must have some or at some point that's going to be somewhat of an issue for him you know how we how he identifies or how people identify him right. and, and i do know that like in my high school there are a lot of mixed kids mm-hmm. and they went through different phases of you know one grew up with a white mom one grew up with a white dad and they were kind of with the white kids and their times they were like wait fuck this these are my real people and they kind of went the other direction pretty hardcore right. you know whenever you kind of switch what, however you're identifying it's pretty hardcore in the beginning like when my dad became a again Christian he was so fucking Christian it was crazy and now he's calmed down so um I know that like particularly for for biracial kids the question that, that question is a, is an interesting one that's Giovanni yo he looks like a soccer player from Italy for sure
1: <laughs> right
0: i mean, good looking kid you know right, right. I mean, what a great mix of jeans, right, you know?
1: definitely. I get, I get, you know, teachers whispering. Yes, this is
0: fucking <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. What are you saying? Have you, ever been, have you ever been in a situation? Because I've heard of crazy situations where... That's million. Yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. She looks like one of the Obama daughters.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's million, man. That's the only black one I got. And I got two more older ones.
0: Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Are you all, all with her? All with her. Four yeah. kids. Good for you, man. Yeah, You're like a real dude, bro. I'm a real, real dude um, now, anyway, so back to the video. So we were talking about, you know, and, and how you crushed it. And I was always intrigued by you because I was like, I just felt like there's a past I wanted to know about. And so part, part of, uh, when I reached out to you about this project, then um, I sort thought, man, I got my podcast. I want to hear sort of like your story. And uh, I imagine, it, I mean, there's no typical route for being a comic usually. Definitely. Every once in a while, a kid's like, well, wow, I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be a comic. And I'm like, <laughs> ugh. But, um. But usually there's really Like strange routes To get in stand up So So for you uh, You you mentioned you had Street cred So I guess Tell me Tell me what
1: happened uh, You know I come from South Central You know Drug dealing And um, Made it high up In the drug game I would say Pretty much Did you have
0: Did you have brothers That were also doing it Or you were I I
1: had probably I'm not Bragging or anything Just to give you Paint a picture Probably had about 10 to 15 guys working for me
0: oh shit three or four different states yeah um, and what was the main main thing you're moving
1: coke yeah um for me at that time was late 80s early 90s i come from it's two different eras that i come from like the era i come from is the guys from my neighborhood were the first crack dealers in my neighborhood these were local guys that you know, had money and was had apartment buildings like the New Jack City shit. Yeah, you would see that shit all over my neighborhood, and it was crazy how these guys ran shit in the city, in the inner city. And then my generation was the we were the out of towner generations. We were that first group of guys, kind of like astronauts, if you will. Um, to vent out to other states. Yeah, that makes sense. take over other fucking states.
0: So you, because, so, and this is like one of the differences between crack and cocaine, because crack was kind of a local thing. Right. But cocaine, you can put it, I mean.
1: But yeah, but you take crack, okay, for instance, crack in in the late 80s, early 90s, like a $20 rock in in California was worth 100 bucks in, you know, you know, any other state, Texas, California. Colorado shit like that or even cocaine was different for instance if you had snow seals like back in the days had a thing called snow seals snow seals look like a stick of gum so one gram would go on a snow seal so if the snow seal was worth uh, one gram was worth a hundred bucks I mean worth a uh, uh, hundred bucks in New Orleans or or you know Arizona or different states one gram was worth a hundred bucks it was 15 bucks in California oh wow so that's the margin. So if you bought a key, which was 112 grams, and you pay here, you pay, back in those days, it was like 12, 5, 14, 5, then you do the math. Yeah. And if you can cut it with other, I'm, too, I'm going too much. Anyway. No, no, I, I'm,
0: <laughs> dude, you're kidding me? This is fascinating to so, me.
1: So I was one of those guys that, I was that group of guys, when I say group, all of Southern California guys my age. Mm-hmm. were kind of like the astronaut dudes. We yeah. were the dudes that the first to launch to other states and cities to take over those towns. So we we started out. So how old were you started out? I probably was like when I first started. I, locally, I was probably like 16. sixteen.
0: Fifteen is something that you from brothers or schoolmates or how's it come about? Just
1: uh, just being around the neighborhood. May have my older brother. My older brother went to, you know went to jail before. Uh, uh, he was a little older than me, maybe about three years older than me. And you probably
0: looked up to him and, and, he, was, up to and him. He, was he was killing the game with it. Yeah,
1: he was a local dude, just was just like doing his thing. My brother was buff as shit, and he was just one of those dudes, like you know, in my neighborhood. Like people in my neighborhood feared him, and I didn't fear him, yeah, but because this is my older brother. But I, by the time my brother got out, I was that dude, yeah, I was that dude. He wow. was like, What the because I had it like. I was always in good with Mexican people. Yeah. I yeah, was my friends. I grew up with the high school. And then also, we were the first group of blacks to mig- to integrate with Mexicans. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? Now, so you- I actually grew up with them. Like if you yeah. know, know my Spanish stuff, it's a lot of mixture with Spanish culture.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are you fluent in Spanish as well? I'm, 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 I'm not
1: fluent, but I am I can hold my own. You can say grams and I kilos. Can yes, <laughs> I can say all of that. Yes, I can say all of that. So I, and if you look at my Spanish stuff, like they call me the Black Paisa. That's like a black border brother. Yeah. But that's what a nickname I got from my Mexican partners. So growing up with them and knowing their culture and dating Mexican girls and being one of those yeah. first, you never really think of it that way. But if you think of it that way, coming up in South Central and this huge uh, crash of cultures come together, you grow up together, you know each other, you learn each other's culture and you get the Now you have that first generation of blacks and Latinos not hating each other, not really fighting each other, but grew up together with the fucking same school together like I know his mom he know my mom yeah. know his fucking neighborhood and we know each other like that we all grew up in the same neighborhood so some of those guys as I was rising was also rising and some of my friends were like so now I'm that dude my brother so I'm, I'm
0: gonna ask you lots of questions about this because okay. I'm just a white dude from Virginia it's always fascinated me I'm already like I'm already thinking of the screenplay that I want to write about your fucking life so uh, your brother's doing it he's killing the game you're what, how old were you when he went to jail?
1: I was probably about fifteen, sixteen. Fifteen.
0: He he. And he went to prison, or j- he My brother went to prison.
1: For how long? He went to. He went five years. Five years. It was for just possession, and it was for heroin. Because back in the dime, back in the days, it was it was heroin was the was heroin was the thing that was dominating the neighborhoods. Sure. Uh, it was the early eighties, eighty three, 85 something like that. 82 83 81 something like that that was that was what what was dominating the era the neighborhood the inner cities yeah then crack just came over bro crack and took over and just like a like a tsunami did your brother take any of that stuff did he just no my brother no. never did did drugs at the time my brother was one of those dudes that was like i said a lot of people feared him because was a big buff motherfucker yeah and you know when he he went to prison he'd been gone for so long by the time he got out you were the new you were I the was, guy running the show was fucking nino brown <laughs> and He was like, "What the fuck? You do all of this?" But it was just, I just peep game from a lot of my family members, a lot of my uncles who was, who also was hustlers back in the days. Of course, yeah, who ran the heroin shit. My family was one of the uh, uh, the largest family to migrate to South Central. Like, my I like my mom has eleven brothers and sisters. My dad has eleven brothers and sisters. Oh, so shit. we are fucking. From huge. where? Where were they for That from Mississippi and uh, no, sorry, Mississippi, uh, 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 Louisiana, and uh, Arkansas. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's fucking we've been here since fucking early fifties.
0: And so when when your brother goes to prison mm-hmm. for five years, that didn't scare you? That didn't make you go like shit, I maybe this is not a good move, or did it make you go, now there's a vacuum I can fill it for my brother?
1: No, it wasn't one of those things because before my brother went to prison, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't like a, 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 a I hadn't. I didn't have. I not earned my street cred. I hadn't earned my street cred yet. I haven't earned that respect yet. Yeah. Um. I think before then, I was one of those kids, just like the average, you know, black kid. I was into sports. I was playing football. I wanted to play football. Football was my thing. Uh. Uh. I, I, I dreamed about playing for the Dallas Cowboys. That was my. That was my thing.
0: And you were uh, a football star in high school.
1: No, nah, I wasn't a football star, but I was pretty good. Yeah. And and I played with a lot of guys. That was really good. And I think a two key turning points was, for me was one I um my mom didn't have a lot of money my mom was a single mother you hear this story all the time and I get sick of when I hear it even though it's my story yeah if I have the same story as all of these other guys you know yeah. my mom's single parent raising seven kids by herself and all that type of shit and to to not have all that not have a lot of money you didn't have a lot of clothes and then you go to school you see all these drug dealers and these dudes in your neighborhood dressed fucking super fly. Yeah. And now here I am, you know, having dreams of playing football. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a fucking bum. And these guys are just, like, back then they wore the Turkish ropes, the chains, the hairdo, they had the cars. And I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be like, damn, what is these dudes doing? So it was a baller guy in my neighborhood at the time. His name, I can't break his name. I don't want to do his name. But, He was the man in my neighborhood, one of the men in my neighborhood. And he liked my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And he was one of those guys where I had just, I I had a reputation for the dozens. So comedy. You had a reputation for the dozens? Like bagging on each other. You know what bagging is? Like when when you riff, you ever see two cops rips? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I had a reputation of that. Like on the the football bus, come on from games. Yeah, I was that motherfucker. bro. I was so there. I I went to Jefferson High School. I was the dude that would grab up. They would let me in the booth. You feel me, and I would talk about the other players, okay. number such and such, put your fucking mask back on <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, and have our whole side crying all yeah. right, and I was that dude, and people loved me for that and playing football, so but the dude that hated me and I hated him too, but he was older than me, and he he was after my chick, he was also a dealer, he was also a dealer, yeah, so uh one day he uh, uh I was riding home. I have my football equipment on, I got my cliques, I'm trying to get to the house, I'm trying to eat, and I'm going to dress up, I'm going to shower and go over to my girlfriend's house. So this motherfucker sees me, and he, you know, asks me to come over, hey, what's up? I'm like, what's up? You know, like, he's acting like he's my friend, but he has one of those, first time i seen one of those big-ass fucking mobile phones, right? He has yeah. one of those, he's sitting against his car. the busy. Yeah, this is the early, uh, mid-80s.
0: There's mobile phones in the 80s? Well, they had
1: the fucking brick, bro. You ever seen a brick phone? You ever seen uh, the... like the one from the mash you have to put on your shoulder in yeah, a back? Yeah, that one. The, the <laughs> one like that. He had the big block phone. Yeah. He had that. And then um, uh, 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 it had the little flip. Yeah. So he had that. And he, uh, he asked me, did I still date my girl at the time, which was, which was Bridget. He asked me, are you still with Bridget? And I was like, yeah, I'm still with Bridget. He was like, really? Because I got her on the phone. She said, she don't even know you, nigga. He used to get mad because I used to clown him. Yeah, you know, like he'd be around his ball of friends if I ride by or he was also friends with one of my, my brother. So I would see him and I would walk up and I would clown him, like be bagging on his nose, talking about him bad and his friends would be like, Oh, this little kid is killing this <laughs> nigga Right. So he hated that shit. Yeah, yeah. So when he saw me he told me, Yeah, uh, so you still dealing with your girl? I was like, nah, yeah, she's still my yeah, she's my girl. He's like, Really? And he's like, Uh, are you fucking with such and such? And he handed me the phone and she said, No. Uh, he's just my friend. I'm like, bitch, oh, shit. you just sucked my dick last night. You know, I, you, you, I just bought you. I took my little hard-earned money and bought you a butterfly necklace, bitch. <laughs> you know, and I worked at the pizza place, too, right there off of uh, Adams and Central called Two for One Pizza, right by USC. I said, you motherfucker. I ran over there and went over to her house, and I kicked her ass off the porch, and I'm, I'm ready to kill her. Yeah. And it just hurt me so bad. And she was like, well, at least he has money. Whoa and that fuck with me bro and I was like wow so we broke up and I was heartbroken that was my first heartbroken um, I'm fucking in two for one pizza this son of a bitch comes in two for one pizza with his boys they come in and I'm fucking behind the counter and he sees me and he goes the fuck in why, why? it's just because he hated he liked fronting but like her. he
0: already kind of got the girl to fucking dog yeah, you so but, he won. but you
1: know to him she wasn't really shit yeah because yeah, yeah. he was my girl he was like hey you know yeah. getting this little motherfucker back type of shit but when he saw me in two for one pizza oh he was clowning the shit I mean you gotta wear a little fucking hat and everything he is giving me the business <laughs> right yeah, motherfucker make me a cake with that pie and that type of shit I'm seeing this motherfucker now i've always been a tough kid like yeah. even though he's older than me i'm like i will come out behind this thing and whoop your motherfucking ass yeah so i took it on the chin went home told my mom my mom was like don't worry about it blah 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 and from that point on i was like "Fuck this piece of shit i went to my friends that was my age on the block and got some work and the rest is history wow I, so you guys have
0: runs with a guy again in the future
1: oh, i was bigger than him yeah i was like
0: 10 times bigger than
1: him did you ever fucking fight him no nah, he's not worried He was. He's, he's. always. So he's always gonna be older than me. Yeah. So it wasn't one of those things. Yeah. It was just one of those things when I've got to be a giant, like a giant in game, like for real, for real. Like I pull up, he see me, like oh, there go such, 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 such. Oh, so know? he respected you for sure. Oh hell yeah. So when when was the moment
0: where you went from kind of like doing? So you were doing like a little bit of crack, mm-hmm. and when did Hustle. when did, when did the idea of like doing coke and expanding come in? Was it like your idea did someone come definitely
1: my idea because I knew some of my friends was doing it. Because we were all like the one generation of guys that was going out of town. So all you had to do was find a place that you were going to go. And some of my friends was doing it. And I was like thinking about taking it out of town. I was like, yeah, you can make three times as much here. You can blah, 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 blah. So I was like. Where are the main markets? Like, I mean, L.A. is. Anything like, outside of L.A. at the time. Because this is like 80, 89. Yeah. So anything outside of L.A. was open game. But isn't like
0: the, the Beverly Hills and fancy parts of L.A. Isn't that like 80% of the cocaine market in the I'm world? i will tell you
1: one more time. If you went to back in, in in Southern California, yeah, grams were probably like $15 fifteen, mm. ten to fifteen dollars. But nowhere else. Everywhere else in the world, they were a hundred bucks for one gram. So why, you think why about was that? that? Well, one because it was easy because the border was, the, was as porous to tea. You watch that's why I love. Uh, if you watched um, Snowfall, no, the other one, uh, uh, the Mexican cartel one.
0: Uh, oh oh. Um, I know what you're talking about. If you Narcos? Watch,
1: if you watch, fucking Narcos, bro. Yeah, it could. I could tell you Narcos from a street level up. Yeah, by watch, I was glued to that shit because it made so much sense. Yeah, because it fucked with me how, um, how, uh, 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 when the Mexicans started to take over the drug game, and how it became cheaper for us. Yeah, it became cheaper for us because it was easy to get here. From Mexico. Sure. Then, then, then let's say some guy from Miami trying to get his from the Colombians. Yeah. So it's a fucking sales tax across the wall. Yeah, you don't need to fly planes. No, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got it way cheaper. Yeah. If yeah, you had to, a Mexican connect. That makes sense, yeah. You feel me? I learned so much from these dudes, man. I learned so much. And they taught me business. They taught me, like the guy that I was under, Mexican dude, he taught me business and how to do good business. And how to do good business was, um, for instance, like, one time I, uh, I overpaid him. So I bought, I was buying like a couple of kilos, so I overpaid him like 7,000. Gra- 7, and when I went back to count my money, of course I'm missing seven racks. So I go into my mom's house, I'm like, um, I, count, I count the money like three or four times, I was like, I know, I'm not fucking tripping. Yeah. Seven racks missing. Yeah. So I'm thinking either my little brother got it or my stepfather got it. I said, my little brother got it. I know. Yeah. I know this motherfucker. And I'm thinking, in my. I'm in my room up in, you know, my, I'm not living with my mom, but I'm up in my little hiding spot in her house. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, my little brother got it. I know. Some Someone in my show, he'll come up with a new car or something. Yeah. He's, you know, He's like, you know, 15, 16, some of the time. And I think, okay. But if my stepfather got it. I'm gonna bury this motherfucker. Yeah, cause I'm think I'm already ready to get him. So as I'm plotting about my stepfather, my boy hit me back on my page. I call him. He tells me to come outside. My Mexican connect. He tells me to come outside. So I comes outside. I come outside. He's waiting for me in front. I said, "What's up, doc?" He threw me the bag. He's like you don't pay me seven racks. Look, I gave him. I gave him a lot, but threw me seven thousand back. I grab it. I'm like damn. So I'm curious. I said, "Why would you give me that back?" And he said, bro, I can make more with you. Fuck. He said, I can make more money fucking with you than I can ever take from you once. Yeah. That's a good thing for life in general. I said, this. <laughs> "I said, damn. Yeah. The average person wouldn't have said shit. Yeah. But that dude understood business. And when he, those things that he taught me. So at the, at the height of your game, so when at, did
0: you, when did you hit like your, when were you at the height of your game? Like how, how I was
1: at the height of my game, probably 93, 94. And you've been doing it for like, how long? Like maybe about thir- 10, 30, about 10 years.
0: 10 years. So, so 10, 10 years in, what is it? How, how much are you bringing in? I, I can't
1: say that shit. Come on, you, you can say that. I can't motherfucker. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> I don't, I don't want no problems. Does it but sound let's like. They say, like, say I was just bringing in a lot. Yeah. I just say I lived in Arizona. I own my own home. I own the car wash, I own the laundromat. I owned a lot. Yeah. And um at the height of my game, um, two things happened that was very uh crucial and and also what we call a turning point. Yeah. A turning point and that uh I lost my two year old. I had a two year old son that drowned in my pool. Um, yeah. I lost my two year old. He um I was doing some shit in another state and um my me and my ex and I was going through the thing about the chick that I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through that with her. She's causing all this commotion. You know, and she lived in Denver. Yeah. Now me and my ex we feuding because she's running this bad is pregnant with the baby. Now it's like and my ex at the time, she's like a real street broad, like you gotta sleep one eye over around this bitch. You know what I mean? Cause ain't no telling she got a gun, she might pop you in your fucking sleep. Like yeah. for instance, if I'm in a club fighting somewhere, I wanna make sure, and I let her know, motherfucker, don't you shoot until I'm behind you. <laughs> like, you know, if a fight break out, this motherfucker start popping in the club and she don't give a fuck, she just gonna get off. That's how broad she was. So when this shit happened with this chick, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm in a whirlwind. Yeah. So I lost my son. Being, you know, chasing money and doing out there and doing all these this stupid shit. So you felt responsible for that? I felt responsible, bro, because it's one of those things where as a, as a dad, you you know, you're the protector. You, you're the dude. You're always
0: going to feel responsible,
1: you're no matter what. You're feel responsible, yeah. bro. You feel like, even though I wasn't even in the state, but yeah. he was like, you feel like you could have did something. Sure. You feel like if I was there, I could have did something. I yeah. could have, you know, if you're a real dad, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. you run your house, you're you you, 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 the fucking general of your house. Shit don't go unless you say so. Yeah. If you're a true dad, and if you're a true dad, you know how that feels to let one of your kids, you, you're not there to be there to protect them, or you're not there to to stop that from happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows how many times I don't save my kids' lives from not doing certain things, but not to be there, it just do one, it just it just took a lot out of me. And 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 you weren't there because you were. I was hustling, running, out running yeah. you know, running drugs, doing my thing, you know, not, not. Um, if if you were gone because you were part of doing the laundry business, it would have felt differently,
0: different, maybe. You right? know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm out
1: there in the street chasing women, doing the shit that I was doing, and the only reason I I, I wasn't at home because that's what i did and you know even my ex at the time she knew that my lifestyle but one of her things was you know don't have no baby on me and don't do shit like that and this other broad was calling my house doing all kind of crazy shit disturbing our nest you feel me yeah and she actually made me respect women because when you have to contemplate do you have to do i have to bury this bitch yeah or do i have to what do i do because she put me in a predicament to where You know, if I did that, somebody would know I did that. You know, all of her friends, they know me. And, of course, her mom and them fucking knew me. You know, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, and my ex is like, why not? I'm like, (laughs) bitch, they not going to come looking for you. They're going to come looking for me. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't do that. And that was one of the things that kind of tore her apart. Like, this bitch is ruining our lives. She caught, And that was one of those things that just ripped us apart. Because we were like Bunny and Clyde, bro. We were like really, really tight, tight. And... We never recovered from from our losing our son and not being able me able to do what she wanted me to do with this bra, it's yeah. not because I love the bra, it's because one, I couldn't do that to a person that, you know, I have feelings for. So even after you lost your son, this this XX was still coming after you and shit? Man, bro, she was doing crazy shit, bro. Crazy shit. Wow. I couldn't believe some of the shit you she think was doing. that would have fucking calmed her down or something obviously Bro, she's not well I was fucking trying to you know
0: crazy shit yeah she will um, not this podcast is listened to by white women across America <laughs> this is a black woman <laughs> so no, she's not going to be listening to this podcast I can promise well maybe you want to promote it and I want you to promote it so forget it forget it. yeah you don't have to talk about so, it but yeah
1: to just to just wrap things up on this conversation it's just so that's a turning point you lose I lose my child yeah um even though I had all the money in the world, even though I'm sitting in my backyard, bro, I swear to God, God is my witness. I'm sitting in my backyard looking at my pool. I have a I had a beautiful pool. Uh, I'll, I'll Google the address and show you the fucking house. Yeah. The best took this house to me. And then I'm sitting there chilling, like, thinking like, what am I doing with my life? That was, was the thought in my mind. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? I, what the fuck am I really doing? and then my ex came out at the time she came out like what's going on with you i said well i feel a little i feel like i'm supposed to be doing something else with my life and she's like what do you mean fool you 23 years old you got more shit than a doctor yeah i said nah that ain't the point the point is i just i feel like you know after i lost my son i do feel like i should be doing something else with my life she was like "Well, i don't know what else the fuck you could be doing now to give you an update I've always been funny I've always been that dude I've always been that dude if you go and interview people in South Central that know me and know who know me really know me they'll yeah. call me by my nickname they'll say my nickname and if they know my nickname they know me and any person that say that name will tell you one that's a funny motherfucker two that's a nigga you don't want to fuck with yeah what was your nickname again? <laughs> my nickname in the street was called Cotton that's what they would call me what was it again? Cotton like, like cotton uh-huh Kotner Yeah So if they say Katna, They know me Yeah You hear that name I know that name I'm, I have to give a look Like motherfucker Do I know you <laughs> You feel me Have I shot you Have I stabbed you <laughs> what, what do I know you from Cause you know Or you You come from that life You, you had to do One of those two things To one Earn your respect Two Let a motherfucker know Nah you ain't robbing me today Now I'm the last person
0: You want to fuck And with. of course I'm very fascinated by that So What can you talk What can you talk about <laughs> Can you talk about Anything that happened Involving gunplay Is that something like That's so long
1: ago Come on Come on I mean nah, really I So mean, you have shot someone Basically I've been shot Myself been shot. I've shot people I, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who wouldn't I mean I've been shot I have a bullet hole here A bullet hole here A bullet hole here I got a 9mm slug In my arm right here it's Oh it's still hole. in there Yeah I saw a bullet hole right there See that bullet hole uh-huh. I have a bullet hole Excuse me I don't know you girls there
0: You're catching you're catch up on 50 cent 50 cent numbers Right, yeah.
1: There. Yeah, yeah. You see that hole? Yeah. You see that bullet right yeah. there?
0: Yeah. That's where the bullet went. Okay. And the bullet is sitting right there. Wow. Like right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, he's on mic so he can't... <sighs> just take your fingers and go like this. And move. Dude, that feels like a fucking muscle because you're so jacked you can't tell. But Jesus Christ, dude. So... I just felt a bullet lodged in his fucking shoulder, by the way. <laughs> just uh, for people who could hear because he put his mic down. So... So how many six? Six
1: shots? Seven.
0: Seven bullets. Seven.
1: And then once again right here shotguns. And
0: spoke then you got one of your wrists right there.
1: Shots. So All right. um Jesus, dude. So I uh tell you how I got into comedy. So like I said, I've always been funny. High school people tell you. Yeah. That motherfucker was funny. And I wasn't that dude that you know. I really wasn't scared of people because I have so many fucking family members that are back me up on both sides, Bloods yeah. and Crips. Um, but I was always fascinated with money and always wanted to be, have money. And which one were you? Which which group were you? I was. Which I was, group? I'm so, so, so fucking Bloods, white. Bloods, Crips, and hustlers. I was a hustler. You were a hustler. I was dude, just fucking so money. So you weren't encroaching on their turf or anything like nah, that? I, wasn't I, I, I take turf. Yeah. And give a fuck about if you was blood or a crit. Was there was there any pressure to join a gang? Or you were just kinda like Well, I had both had cousins on both sides. I have cousins on both sides. And them dudes, they were at them times in the late 80s and early 90, early eighties and, 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 and early and late eighties, these dudes were not think more, only a handful of us yeah. was thinking about money. These dudes was gangbanging and that shit wasn't paying. Yeah. You feel me? And that for me it wasn't. It was like, nigga, y'all niggas are doing stupid shit. Yeah. I'm gonna get this bread. Yeah. When I clock my first hundred racks, I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 that's some stupid shit y'all niggas on. Nah, I want this money. So,
0: and how would it, so you basically just drive a car to a different state, right? No, nah, it we're
1: not that simple. It's, no? it's, it's 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 getting there knowing somebody. Um, but you drive it. That's you, how you do it in a oh, car. Oh, definitely. Drive, yeah. fly. Back in those days, it wasn't that bad. But drive or fly. From here, uh, any one of the local states, Arizona, uh, Texas, any that, you drive. You drive, yeah. If you had, you know. But Mississippi those, you fly Yeah, but no But see, most cats in LA We owned anything to Midwest We owned Yeah My group, my generation When I say my generation It was, a, it was hundreds of us From yeah. different neighborhoods And different cliques Going over and just you would hear about cats that I knew, like for instance, I'm from the bottoms. I'm from here called the bottoms. So I would hear, I'm from the bottoms. So we would hear cats from like from the fifties. You would hear that they, they were out there, like them niggas from the fifties over there. Yeah, they on such 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 street. Like what? Who's over there? Such 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 such. Street. Oh, okay, I know that nigga. Blah 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 blah. So you knew it on it. The, they was on a. The, if they was in that city, you knew that they had this side of town, and we had this side of town. Yeah. So we were some of the first guys to come and be like tear up a fucking town. Yeah. Like that's that song by Ice Cube uh uh what's it called summer vacation nigga. that's it. i don't know who he was talking <laughs> to but he damn sure was talking he, about he never, us he never run drugs he never hell run drugs? no somebody yeah. told him about that somebody yeah. had to tell him that Yeah, yeah yeah and that is exactly how it goes wow summer vacation by ice cube is exactly how it goes
0: yeah I'm gonna look it up because clearly I don't yeah, know that well, song. Well, fuck with your brain, bro.
1: <laughs> it fuck with our
0: brain. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, to, what was your What was your favorite town to like go to and to sell and to like?
1: Hands down, uh, uh, Arizona, Tucson. Was yeah, the first Tucson, and then uh, uh, Denver. Oh, Denver was, Denver was like, it was yeah. prime for the taking. It was like, oh, yeah. We taking this.
0: So would, would it be, because obviously, it, particularly when you're dealing with cocaine, you're dealing with probably like a lot of white clients, mostly white clients. No, you're dealing with all black. All with, black clients. You're dealing with black, me, and I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with nobody white. Yeah. Never. Yeah. At that time, never. You would never deal with the white, white? Never. Okay. So, and th- these black clients you deal
1: with, then they would sell to like these dumb white kids? To whoever. No. Yeah. To, it, it would break down. So if I had, if I, so if I was a dude with a the sack, then a guy would come by, a. You know, for me, you buy one or two birds for me, or you buy one or not. Buy, buy uh, you know, a half a bird, nine ounces or whatever, a quarter bird, whatever, to somebody else, and then it trinkles on down. You would probably never. I was one of those guys. You would probably never see. Never. Yeah. If only, unless you knew me. Yeah. So. So it was like it's like the mafia. You were like yeah. at the top, but you had a boss too, right? Definitely. When yeah. I, when I, uh, in fact, when they cracked me, and I, when they when they came and got me. Oh, you got, got we got arrested. Oh yeah, when the fans came and got me. That shit you see on TV, that pyramid shit, <laughs> it's real, bro. So you were the second. I, I saw scared. myself in a fucking pyramid. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> what was there? Because you know, shit. in the in the mafia, there's like the 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 captains. Yes. Well, they break it down by like a pyramid. Yeah. They look at, it at a pyramid. They like who's on top. Underboss, boss, boss underboss, under blah, blah, captains. blah, Blah. Yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. They look at that shit just like that, and it was it was amazing to 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 see me in that. It wasn't amazing, but it was fucking scary. Sure. to see me in that pyramid, like I was one of the guys that <sighs> they were looking for and knew, but they just didn't know where to place me. Like, wow. was he fit? Who's he? he? He he. Blah 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 shit. Like, so that. you got caught by the feds? Not even like caught. No, so it was a whole sting. Up I didn't get. I didn't get, get. No, no. This this happened. This happened. Like I told you, the chick that 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 rat him. That chick that. Went crazy. The, went crazy, ratted me out. Oh, shit. My my ex at the time, like, she was a boss bitch. She was doing her shit with another motherfucker. So our shit got crossed. Yeah. So I, the reason why I got lucky is because they didn't know who the fuck I was. And by the time they found out, it was like, uh, we got to get this motherfucker. Yeah. It was one of those things. And I was like, uh, if you ain't got me now. It's not happening, motherfucker. So it was one. of So they of those brought
0: things. you in. They interrogate you, but they
1: don't get any, They don't have anything. Well, they brought me in. They um, they were after my chick oh, and okay. her dude that she was fucking around with. Because I told you we were break, we were broken up, and they were doing some shit out of another state. And yeah. she was fucking him. I think he was from he was from New York or some shit. And they were trying to link up and do their shit from New York to Jamaica and all the shit that they were doing. And at the time, I had no idea. And then when it went down, it was like, bitch. I looked at my fucking. Um, what do they call it where they give you your transcript from your case yeah I was like bitch (laughs) yeah you did and I was like oh no wow yeah but it was it was it was crazy time like all of this shit losing my son and losing everything happened in like a fucking and then getting nabbed and getting nabbed all in a fucking but did you go to you have to go to jail or prison I went to to the feds I did fed time how uh, much time uh three I did three Almost three to four. Three For to four years. Three to four years. Got oh. out. Got out. Um, so I went in like 90, 90, 93, late 93. Got out early 95, 96, something like that. 90, mm-hmm. 94, 95. Yeah. Um, I got paroled, actually. Um, and when I paroled out, um, I still had all my shit. I had a house and I had all that, but the feds were taking it. And they were making me sign everything, saying, this is yours. And I'm like, nah. This is yours. Nah. Because everything mostly is in her name. And I was signing like, nah, I don't want none of this shit. Yeah. And I even wrote a joke about it, which was funny. And the joke went, um, uh, if you Google Eric Blake street life comedy, my first 10 years, my first five to 10 years was all about the street life. Yeah. And one of my jokes was, uh, how did I do that joke? Remember that, remember that commercial was out? Um, priceless. Remember that. Remember that joke. Like, oh, yeah, American blah, 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 Express blah, blah, or Mastercard. Priceless. Yeah. priceless. Yeah. Priceless. So I wrote a joke like that, and I said, um, I said, when well, the feds came, they took my house, you know, some, some two and some thousand dollars. They took my car, brand new Suburban. It was, was ninety three, and they took that. It was you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars. They took my house, my business you know this yours nope sign right here nope this yours nope sign right here me telling jokes to y'all free as a bird Price, <laughs> priceless hell yeah man <laughs> Jesus. is that a sweet joke bro yeah it's great dude Mom, Keep i it was dropping i was i love my first years of comedy bro because i was dropping fucking street fucking comedy like, hardcore what? shit now,
0: now, let me ask you this so how did so how did that transition happened so you had this turnaround you got nab what was the what was the big moment where you were like i'm done i'm out and was it the type of thing like mafia when you try to get out? You nah, can't get out?
1: It, it was never that because I was my own boss. Like I said, yeah. the dude that I was fucking with, he was a cool cat. He was never one of those so told told you had to tell him you were out and he's like, I'm It cool. was one of those things to where, you know, I had so much shit going on in my life and he was so high up on the game that I didn't want to anything to trinkle over to this motherfucker. Period. It wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to let shit that she was doing fuck off my shit. Yeah. Especially with this... Yeah, and this dude is like a major player here in LA. Yeah, and and uh, I tell you about a story once on when I saw him once again, and um, so I'm out, and um, at the time I met my wife at the time I knew my wife at the time, but we weren't dating. We weren't like like that. My wife actually at the time was uh, from Boulder, Colorado, and she was uh, she was just like a soccer player. She was the number one soccer player in Boulder in Colorado. Wow, number one, bro. My wife was awesome and fine as fuck. So, I was just trying to court her at the time. when well, I want to say court, but I was trying to get at her at the time. We were kind of dating, trying to fill in each other out. She found out shit I was doing. She was like, nah, yeah, I can't deal with none of that shit. You know, that's too much for me. You know, and she moved to Texas on me, right? Because, you know, she found out I was this huge dude. You know, anywhere I go, she's just seeing motherfuckers behind and talking to me. And she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> type of shit. You know, anywhere I'm going, I got three dudes with me. They looking all out and shit. <laughs> or she would come to a club I'm at and I'm like, what the fuck are you? in here and it's like 50 (laughs) guys surrounding me and shit so it was one of those things she's like what the fuck do you do yeah so (laughs) so she stopped talking to me man and then uh i'm in the feds i'm in the halfway house i fucking uh come across her number somehow uh i don't know how i'm going through all my, my my property that they that i pulled from my house and i found her number on something bro and I lost my ex at the time. I lost my son. I lost yeah. my home. I lost all. I had lost it. Fucking everything. I'm losing it all. And then I call her number. I call. I call her. Her her house. Her mother answered and She goes, Oh yes, Jessica's right here. And she give me the phone, and when I heard her voice, bro, it was just like it's like I was talking to an angel, man. It was just like, oh. You know I like, I was like, this happy bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I, you know I, I didn't need anything. I wasn't one of those one of those guys. Oh, I need somebody. I need a white girl to take care of me. I wasn't one of those guys. I, she known she know me as I was one of those dudes that always have money, always took her tab. That's the dude I was. Yeah. But I just wanted that fresh voice of somebody wasn't taking something from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because people, when you have money, motherfuckers just take, 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 and don't give. I, I have a saying that I said, I see more palms than I seen faces. Wow. That's a cold one right That's there. That's your quote? That's my That's quote. That's a great fucking quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit. So I see this motherfucker, and, she call, and she's like, hey, where you at? I'm like, you I know, mean, I'm... I'm I'm taking, I'm cleaning up my life I'm, you know, I'm in prison Trying to get out I'm trying to do shit. I'm finishing up Yo, You're in prison I'm coming to see you I said no nah, Don't come see me I don't want you to see me in here No nah, I'm coming mama. I'm coming to see you And all that shit And she write me every day Did she man. come to prison? No no She came to I told her Wait me get in the, hi- in the halfway house I'll yeah. be in the halfway house In a few months No just write me That's all I need right now Yeah And she would write me bro I would get a letter Every day I still Dude. keep all of those letters bro You still have them all? I still have them all and I would keep those letters and I, I, this is how bad this is how street I was I was, yeah. like, I was reading my shit back I was like fuck you need to educate yourself <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck writes you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you're saying motherfucker <laughs> so that right there was just like wow this is a different chick yeah uh, I get out she finally came to see me in the halfway house and I knew it I said I got to I got to get right because I want to be with this girl yeah, you know, my wife could easily marry a doctor or a lawyer or some shit. She was she was bred to marry one of something like that. Yeah, you feel me?
0: Oh, I know the Boulder, Colorado yes. soccer player crew. Yeah, yeah,
1: the motherfuckers are bred to marry doctors, bro. <laughs> 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 and here comes me. Um, um, so I link up with her, man. I get out, and the beautiful thing is, we moved to. And this is how I came into comedy. Just just bear with me on this story. It's crazy, but it all makes sense. Yeah. So. I moved to her to she comes to Phoenix. We moved from Phoenix to Louisiana. Or not. Just me and her. So, so you it was a right way, you're like, we're we a couple, we're done. We're, we're like, Yeah. Yep. So I get out, I'm liking her, and I'm loving her, you know, I'm still got all of this drama and this ex baggage out there. She's still but, around? But Lucky she was you. she was just one of those people that would just take me away from that world, bro. Yeah. So we moved to Louisiana, man. I go to Louisiana, I try to just make it work, because she was going to school, she was going to UNO, and I I was like, okay, this chick is for real, for real, you know, they wanted to recruit her as a soccer player at UNO, so that's not how good she was, she was like, yeah. you know, living her life. Me, I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm, I'm going to find things to do, I'm going to try to, you know, change my life and do something different. Uh, she got me a job working in the French Quarters, working at Pat O'Brien's. Uh, mm-hmm. so you ever heard Pat O'Brien's? Yeah, Homer Hurricane. Mm-hmm. I worked there. I worked by the piano bar. I was the fucking doorman at the piano bar, bro. Fucking worst job, first job I ever had in my life. When I tell you, I wanted to kill a couple motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I was a super baller drug dealer motherfucker, man. <laughs> Working you at this door-
0: fucking piece of shit talking, talking down to, you? to me like, uh. you know what I'm
1: saying, man? I had a girl, man, and white girl. Take a fucking, cause I wouldn't let her in the club, wouldn't let her in. She took her fucking hurricane and poured them on my shoes. Oh shit. I'm saying to myself, <laughs> 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 I never felt more like a bitch in my life. Holy shit. I was like, bitch. How much is back this back job in the days, worth? It? I would have had her fucking, oh, oh my God. I would have had her boyfriend arms broke in her face. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna even hit you. I'ma just show you how powerful I am. <laughs> I'm gonna break this motherfucker's arms. <laughs> so he can't even hug her, right? That type of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he hugging you like a fucking mummy, bitch. You go think of me. Oh but I God. took that shit on the chin, bro. And you know, and that's the type of shit I was going through at that moment. But you
0: loved your woman, so you're like I'll put I up loved up this her shit. because
1: she was teaching me something new. Yeah. She was teaching me. You know, it's a better way to do things. You know what I mean? This motherfucker come from a world of hardworking. You know, she worked tables and putting herself through fucking college, bro. It was fucking amazing to watch somebody that just was full of life. You know, not the South Central shit, not the hood rat shit, just somebody just full of fucking life. And, and,
0: she, and her parents were together. Parents were together at the were time. Were parents
1: cool with you? Parents loved me. Father loved me. Mother was a little iffy. Father loved the shit out of me right away. You know, right away. Cool. Dude. You went to prison. What? Didn't you know I went to prison. Okay. Not yet. We had to. We had to break. The, break it in with that shit. It's my little yeah, brother. Yeah. So we had to break it in with that shit. But it was just one of those things, man. That I was like, this is a beautiful person. Yeah. Right. And so, um, driving home from. Uh, no, actually it was uh Mardi Gras. And it was the Patriots versus the New England 96. Yeah. I don't know who they played. Fucking in the Super Bowl yeah. in New Orleans. I remember like it was fucking yesterday. It was a live Oh, so it was the Saints is Patriots. No, it was the it was the Patriots versus the Green Bay Packers. Oh, okay. That Super Bowl. The Brett Favre days. Right. Someone was saying, hey, man, it's going to be a million people down here in the French quarters. And they was preparing us. They was giving all this speech. What to do. Make sure you, you know, if you're going to go to work, make sure you park your car here. Make sure you take tram down. Don't do XYZ because it's going to be fucking bananas. We, we had to have a whole, uh, pedals had to have a, uh, had to sit down and have a whole, uh, you know, thing about this million people. I'm from South Central. I've never seen a fucking million people in my life. Yeah. In one place. I was like, "Oh shit, okay, I'm gonna check this shit out." Okay, a million people. So I am in the French Quarter, I'm seeing millions of people every fucking where, bro. Everywhere. And then I see the uh uh, uh it, it's around the time the girl put the shit on my shoe. So when I'm I'm pissed, the boss told me to go take a walk. So I take a walk. But I'm pissed because this bitch pulled this shit on my shoe So I'm taking a walk and I see the blue blocker guy You know what the blue blocker guy is? Uh-uh. It's a fat black guy Used to, used to do this commercial called the blue blockers <laughs> he, used to be alone, he used to be at Venice Beach now, I'm from California but I'm in New Orleans I heard him go, you know the blue blocker guy He advertised the glasses yeah. But he was a homeless person that was begging on Venice Beach And I seen him, I said, what the fuck are you doing in New Orleans? And I seen him in the corner getting dressed He's putting on his, his little bum clothes and got his hat on. He said, hey, motherfucker, it's a million people down here. And I'm trying to get a dollar from each and every one of them. And walked off. Wow. I said, and then it hit me in my head. Ching, 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 <laughs> ching, <laughs> yeah. right? A million fucking people. And then as he started, my eyes opened up. My hustle eyes started opening up. Yeah. I saw this guy do a drug deal right before my face. I was like, hmm, okay. And what it was was the guy, the, board, the door guy, like me, He's watching the door and he had people working the crowd for him. Yeah. So and so one guy would walk by, drop the bag, and he would point where the where the drugs was. So he would pick up the bag out the out the trash can. He had one trash can here another trash can over there. So one guy would drop the money in that bag, he'd pick out his money in that bag, another dude pick up the drugs out that basket. Right? So that's I thought like, these motherfuckers is hustling. Yeah. Right? So I'm whoa, my brain is going million dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So I asked the dude, I said, um, What's the, what's going on down here? Ooh, what, y- what y'all got? You know, what what's the work? That's what I asked him. What's the work? He was like, oh man, it's everything. You in the French quarters, baby. This is the biggest drug dealer. This is the biggest dope spot in the world, bro. Grams go for 200 dollars Jesus. My brain said ling-ling ling-ling, right? I said, fuck. <laughs> fuck it. I'm running to my car. I had a Chevy Chevette. Chevy chevette. Oh, I know those cars. Right? The fucking hatchback With the, the, the fucking Radio never worked <laughs> I had it for two years Radio never worked I'm driving my Chevy Chevette Trying to uh, 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 You know I like little Like I'm driving my little daughter car yeah, I yeah. like little raggedy shit like that yeah. So I'm driving And the fucking Radio bumps on Boom If you think you funny And you I'm on my way home If you think you funny And you think you got, got What it takes Come on down To the Def Jam tryouts And it goes off I'm trying to turn it back the fuck on. It said the praline connections, cause I remember the restaurant. It said the praline connection. Now I'm fucked up. I pull over. There's a fork in the road. Holy shit. How symbolic. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what the fuck? Cause on my way, and I'm thinking my plan was to get home, get on a motherfucking plane. Get my black ass Back to California Yeah Talk to my friends I need about Four or five of them I'm gonna start All over again I'm gonna bring me About four or five of My street Homie motherfuckers We gonna take The French Quarter And I'm gonna Fuck We taking some spots In this yeah. bitch Yeah That's how That's how my mind was going I'm like i gonna get this Fucking I'm getting this Yeah I'm taking a fucking corner Cause that's how You know Me and my crew roll. I can call a couple of Cats and nigga XYZ let's go They coming just Because I called them I'm sitting in that fucking fork and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I drive over to the fork. One, I lived in um, uh, the East Bank is where the show was. I lived in Williams, which is where um, uh, uh, when you come in through the airport. Yeah. New Orleans, the city called Williams. So I'm going to my, 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 my house. I said, fuck it. I went to the East Bank. To go to, to play the in Connection where they having a comedy show Never been on stage Never thought, never tried comedy never, I've been to a comedy club once And I had saw uh, Doug Stanhope, And he was in um, Phoenix, Arizona And he was, he was in a fucking hotel Doing comedy in a bar Yeah, That's how long ago that was and um, so it wasn't something like, man, one day I'll try. It was never even. It was one of those things because I knew I was funny, and my chick at the time, my ex, yeah, the, she like motherfucker, you have everybody in the fucking. Hell. I thought you know I, n- I never thought I was doing comedy or anything. These motherfuckers yeah. just laughing just because I'm a I'm a street cat and these yeah. motherfuckers is just laughing. Yeah, that's what I always thought, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't it was effortless. It wasn't like I'm trying to be funny. Of with course, them, of, of course. No, I'm just you know saying some funny shit and these like, motherfuckers wrong with y'all. <laughs> so. I go up, see the dude. I, I see the shows like three, four hundred, three, four hundred people out. I remember it was Def Jam. I walk up, lines around the corner. I walk straight to the front door, and I asked the guy. I said, um, "I walked to the door. I still I said, um, "I'm here for that thing." <laughs> she said, I don't know what it's called. She said, "Oh, you're here for the comedy tryouts?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She said, "You a comedian?" I said, "Yeah." She said, oh, okay Come on in And then the promoter Was walking by He heard me tell her that He said, "Are you funny, bruh I was like, yeah, I'm funny He said, come on You go be here with the comedians so He walked me over Where the comedians was It was Bruce Bruce Shucky Ducky Holy All the shit. old cats, right I'm watching them all on the line You know, they already been On Def Jam But Bruce Bruce was hosting the show He was hosting the yeah. So it's all Shucky Ducky All the old cats I've seen On Def Jam I'm like, what the fuck Right, he said Oh, those are the performers You guys are opening the show you going to be over here with the with the uh you know the uh what do you call them uh, Riff the, Raff? you no. know yeah the open <laughs> mic <Mike, laughs> so yeah. The green know, the yeah, comics yeah. that are starting out you yeah. these are guys in the competitions what do you say it's like about 20 guys everybody fucking nervous people fucking drinking i didn't drink. they all black is everyone? they're black men women all black all men women all that older yeah. small it was funny motherfuckers in new orleans but at the time i am like what the fuck they all drinking i didn't never drink i didn't ever smoke you know weed and none of that shit and i'm watching them on the side they trying to get their notes together I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people <laughs> So me, I've always been a God-fearing man. I said, you know what? You know, I went to the bathroom and I prayed and I prayed. And this was my prayer. I made a pact to God. I said, listen, if I go out there and make a fool of myself, those corners are mine. Yeah. I'm coming back with a crew of motherfuckers. And I'm not having nothing. We're gonna take over. God, if this is for me, you gotta let me know right now. I walked back out, I stood by the stage. That motherfucking promoter Came over and said Okay bro You first You first of the open <laughs> mics Holy that shit, shit. And for fuck? people who don't know
0: I mean As a comic A contest though it, In a contest To be the first In an urban crowd mm-hmm. Nobody's there To love you In that moment Nobody
1: Yeah Nobody So I figured Okay I'd watch a couple of comics Watch what they do I'll do that This motherfucker said You first I said Fuck <laughs> so I go out, man And uh, uh, Once again, Bruce Bruce had killed it Yeah and, uh, Oh, because he already Opened the show He already opened oh. the show He cracked that bitch Wild So now it's like A problem <laughs> So I didn't know It was a problem at the time I'm just trying to see What the fuck Is this comedy shit about So I go up And then something said Okay, man Do what the last thing You had somebody Laughing about That they said what Was funny yeah. And what that was It was a guy that um, Used to work for me Uh, One of his brothers died. I was at the funeral, and and it was actually uh, in New Orleans. I was at the funeral, and um, uh, 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 New Orleans have mosquitoes. And I'm from being from California. The mosquitoes was on me, and I slapped my neck, and I said, "Bitch, get off me!" And these motherfuckers at the funeral, they are fucking crying, laughing. Because uh, uh, they also had a song called Cheeky Black She was a rapper yeah. and You can google it She had a song called Bitch, 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 bitch Get off me Ho, ho, ho And the people in New Orleans Go crazy when they hear that shit Yeah So I just All I said was Bitch, get off me And these motherfuckers is rolling I said, I'll do that yeah. So I walked out And I said uh, uh, Y'all from New Orleans And the crowd was like Yeah I was like Okay New Orleans I'm from California Y'all got these mosquitoes out here These mosquitoes are vicious man One of them bit me on the neck The other day And I said Bitch get off me The crowd went nuts Nuts I said what the fuck <laughs> Right So And it said Just talk about anything So I started talking about Street life Crackheads Shit I knew People were fucking rolling Shit that I just talked to my friends about Yeah Fucking dying. The promoter's like, "Motherfucker, your time's up." <laughs> so I look. I ran the light my first time too. <laughs> <laughs> so still running the goddamn light. Yeah, of course. So I get off stage. I am fucked up. I walk over to. Uh, uh, I, I go outside and I'm like, I am fucked all the way up. And you're high. So I'm you're like, like high what, what the fuck? fuck just happened? So some. So some said, okay, I'm out there talking. The promoter comes and say, "Hey, man, that was great. I want you to do the next show. We got three more hundred. We got three hundred more people coming in and sold out. That's the late crowd. I want you to do that show." I was like, "Okay, man, I'm geeked." I'm like, "All right, fuck it, I'll do it, no problem." So the next show come up, they let those people out, let me back in, but I'm still buzzing. I'm walking around the block trying to grasp what the fuck just happened. Yeah. So I come back in, it's packed again. He said, all right, you gonna go up third? You killed three comics." I said, "Okay." So I remember this like this was yesterday. This at the time, this was Masterpiece Group coming in, and they were called True at the time in New Orleans. You remember Master P was called True. I don't know if y'all know that. It was called mm. True. He wasn't as big as he was then. Yeah. And uh, Now. But he was, they ran New Orleans. So when they came in, they had their whole front row tables or they dudes. And they street dudes. I'm a street dude. I can recognize. I said, these niggas is going to be a problem. Because I see them coming in, getting their tables, they popping bottles, they got money. I said, this, these niggas is going to be a problem. So the first dude go up, the, the Master P and them crew ate him a- alive. alive. Look like wah, wah, wah. Motherfucker was done. That, that, Nigga There was one dude The Master P crew Killing him The next dude go up, His name was Lucius Brown Lucius Lucius Brown Lucius If you look at my Facebook The nigga name is Lucius Now I know him this day <laughs> And he found me one day So Lucius is Right before me Lucius is black as shit, about as black as your mic. Had on a red suit, about as red as that goddamn thing. <laughs> so he's black as shit, red suit. I swear to God, somebody said it, it was funny as fuck. He comes out, and he's black, he got a little natural. He, he walked up to the mic, and he went to grab it. And one of the guys in Master P group stood up and said, Motherfucker, you look like a brake light. <laughs> <laughs> and the car, it was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh! <laughs> I said, because they were going back and forth at first. Yeah. And I said, we could do that? I said, we could talk back at the audience? Yeah. And the promoter said, motherfucker, you better. I said, I'm the master at that. Yeah. Think I went out there and ate that motherfucker alive. I said, you know, you blacker than him, motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. Came with some funny shit, right? I said, if you play hind go seek, you had to find yourself. <laughs> shit like that. Crowd is crying, cause I'm murdering him. He threw, they threw money, Master P. them all threw money at me, like, stop, you're killing this nigga. <laughs> so now I wasn't afraid too, because I was still had, I still got the you street in Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So he's like, oh fuck. They throwing me money. I grabbed money and shit. I run up off the stage. I'm like, god damn. Right. <laughs> I leave to go tell my wife what happened. I go back the following week. The guy go, oh my God, dude, where the fuck did you go? Because I didn't think about the contest or none of that shit. I was just excited to tell my <laughs> wife. Fucking, yeah, I had a oh shitload of money. I was like, hey, I want to do that shit again, man, with the stage. I want my girl to see me and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, man, but. hey, Can you man, give them your information or anything? I didn't give them shit. Uh-huh. I left. They slid me Bob Sumner's card, bro. I still have it Bob to this Sumner, day. Yeah. I have his first. I showed Bob Sumner that card maybe 15 years later. He said, you was that motherfucker in New Orleans? I was like, Holy yeah, shit. I wasn't ready, though. So I, they said, he said, Bob Sumner said, call you call him I said yeah yeah give me the car I put the car in my pocket I said I want to do the shit I'm excited because I went home and wrote some shit I'm like yeah it's about to go on he said yeah okay cool so shucky ducky you know who shucky ducky is yeah yeah so shucky ducky was hosting so I go up I'm ready to go shucky ducky introduced me I don't know this motherfucker but he comes today He funny so I go up nigga I bomb
0: yeah you gotta bomb sometime that nigga so this is your third time it was horrible yes I died a horrible death what would you say the big difference was Cause it, because now
1: you had expectations or something? Well, I think it was God just paving the way for me and yeah. showing me, you know, what it was like, you know, what yeah. I was up against. Because you got to think, my mindset I was coming from money. I was coming from street shit. I was coming from being a boss to humbling myself. Yeah. You know, even though I was still working at, I was working at Pat O'Brien, I was just seeing if this shit was going to work. Because if Pat O'Brien wasn't going to work, you know, I'm back in my mind, I'm going back to the streets, bitch. I love you, but we struggling. This ain't going to happen. Yeah. So... I bombed, I got off stage, and I remember thinking to myself, that's the worst thing that can happen? I gotta get better? You know, and Shucky Ducky was clowning the shit out of me, too. Shucky Ducky said, hey, that nigga was whack-whack. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fucker? Like, I was going to beat Shucky Ducky ass. I was, I was waiting for him. Because I didn't know the rules. You know, I was, wait, I was You wait can't for, beat up the MC if you clown. I was going to fuck the MC. <laughs> hey, the MC. Hey, Shucky Ducky said, hey, man, somebody get this motherfucker, man. I was like, I'm going to fuck you up, you Malcolm X looking mother. I'm going straight hood. I'm like, these niggas. Oh, you, you said cl-. that to him? Hell, yeah. I walked to his face when he came off the stage. I was waiting for him like this What the the fuck, fuck? you I'm on it, right? He's like, yeah. hey, somebody <laughs> <miss this motherfucker."> <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it, right? So the dude's like, hey, man, you can't do that, man. This is comedy. You can't take we'll make a one looking joke, nigga. <laughs> they give me all the rules, you know. And the older cats, the older comics like, hey, man, look. That shit happens, bro. You can't be fighting, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go, man. I'm like, no, nah, fuck this nigga. And fuck this club. I'm, I'm, I'm on that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get in the car and I humble myself. And I said, wait, that's the worst could happen. happen? All yeah. I got to do is get better?
0: Yeah.
1: I said, God, you got to bet. Bill, I had not seen the street life since that day. I wow. didn't contact anybody from the streets. I asked for no help. I cut off all my friends. I, uh, Me and my wife, we struggled for maybe 10 years. Many a time, I, I, I wanted to go back to just pull us out of some of the jams sure. that we were in. But once I started studying comedy, I, I, I dove into comedy. I studied every artist you can think of. I looked, I've known every, you can't, there's not a comedian you cannot name that I don't know, that I haven't studied. When I say study, I've studied every single comic from fucking Fatty Arbuckle to, to fucking Bruce Bruce to Richard Pryor to George Carlin to fucking Jerry Crowder. You name them, I know them. Yeah. And I've got the proof that I was studying and trying that hard to, to find my way and understand comedy. And I wanted to know every inch of it. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw, every comic had a common denominator is that they struggle, bro, mm-hmm. that they struggle. Yeah. And that's what makes us who we are, that we are willing to put our lives on a line to, to, to do the thing that we love. That's what makes, that's what people really admire about us. People that truly admire, you know, you get that, well, good luck. You know, you get that (laughs) bullshit, but you get the people that, hey, man, that's a hard business. Hey, man, I hope you make it. You know, that's what we do it for. That's where the greats are. That's where the greats are born. None of this, I made it because I was a funny motherfucker and I tripped over some shit on my YouTube star. No, (laughs) motherfucker. We did we do this shit because this is what we live for. This is what we gave up our life for. This is this is it. We're married to it. This is our fucking wife. Yeah. So. Dude,
0: Eric man, right. I could talk to you all fucking night. You, I'm telling you, the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm going, I gotta I I wanna write this fucking screenplay. <laughs> if someone doesn't write this fucking screenplay, <laughs> if you're listening and you write screenplays, I'm telling you, dude, that's one of the best fucking yeah, bro. stories origin stories for stand-up I've ever heard. Ah. Uh, it's fucking amazing, dude. It's inspirational. Uh, it's fucking funny. It's scary. It's fucking dude. <laughs> holy fucking shit. Have you not <laughs> pitched this? Now I'm mad at you. You haven't pitched this to a fucking network? Well man, it's it's been It's the time of the black man. Do it now.
1: But it's been you know what? I've I love comedy so much, bro, for what it's done for me. Yeah. Like I said, Bill, I I, I, I wouldn't lie to you. I, I have no reason to lie to you. When God put me on his path, he told me he's going to give me everything back three times as much. Yeah. I have my beautiful wife. I have my beautiful kids. I have a beautiful home. I have two homes, and I've got it all through comedy. I worked the college markets for five years. Wow. I've been ups and downs in comedy. I've had I had more nose than, than this business than any other fucking comic, and I took them on the fucking chin, and yeah. I'm still taking them on the chin. I'm taking them on the chin because I understand the struggle. That something's gonna pay off. Something's gonna go. Hey, at that day, hey, this is for your patience. This is why you do what you do. This is when you see me on stage, I'm authentic. I'm not like a regular motherfucker. Yeah. My jokes come from my life. My jokes will come from something I know I wrote that. Yeah. If I say I wrote that, motherfucker, I wrote that. You're Period. the first comic I've had this podcast who's
0: literally inspired me. Oh, stop. I'm bro. telling you, dude, like <laughs> you literally made me go,
1: I'm gonna start studying more motherfuckers too. Oh, you got to, bro. Dude. You got to. I mean the greats though, Bill. Yeah, you course, got to go. You got to go in the greats. The greats, the greats did it who are your favorites who, who are the ones oh shit I got four favorites I mean Pryor must be one of them of course Pryor hands down is one of them yeah. Pryor is if you ain't black and you don't like Pryor something fucking wrong with you yeah. you're either Bill Cosby or Pryor I'm yeah. Pryor motherfucker yeah. uh, but I love Lenny Bruce and the reason why I love Lenny Bruce is because it, like the trials and tribulations he went through mm-hmm. to be a fucking comic and you know or Bill Hicks you know I could name a lot of them but I just like the art of comedy And the technique Like there's a guy in Europe Or something like that I don't know if he's England Or something like that But he I'm mad as fuck Because he took um, He took a joke That I loved And I thought nobody Would ever know this joke Because I heard it on an album And he took it from another comic And he took it from um, uh, Geraldine um, You know a guy played played Geraldine uh, Damn Why well, I can't think of his name right now Geraldine uh, That was his character um, Okay what was this fucking Oh shit now I'm, on, now I'm on the damn fence I can't even think of my man's name Anyway He had this joke called The Gardener And The Gardener Is where you tell a joke Forward Backwards Yeah I mean backwards Forward I'm sorry Yeah Google that Yeah Do a joke like that You a bad motherfucker For sure When you can tell a joke Backwards Forward And have the punchlines hitting All the way to the end With a motherfucking pop That's the most beautiful joke i ever heard in my life and it's called what? The Gardener by...
0: Uh, uh, and somebody... So what? Like the a Garden white comic? A, a white comic sold from a black comic?
1: Stole from... Stole from uh, uh, what is his name? Oh. That did
0: Welcome to Western Civilization.
1: <laughs> Flip Wilson. Oh, Flip, Flip Wilson. Wilson. Flip Pleasure. Wilson's joke. The Gardener. Google The Gardener. You'll hear the most beautiful joke you've ever seen in your, fu- oh, heard in your sure. fucking life. Sure. Maybe you want to get it on an album. Because the album is authentic, it's it's what it was recorded that night, and I don't know if the garden was supposed to be on his album, but it's definitely on there, and it is so fucking funny, and it's a joke that's told backwards, forward, and the reason why I love it is because the technique of it, yeah. And if you study the technique of comedy and you watch and listen to the Old Grace, they did it how it's supposed to be fucking done, yeah. Like none of this bullshit hacking shit. No one, oh, uh, well, he says she says tomato, so I'm gonna say tomato. You <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just love the fucking craft. Yeah and just comedy writes itself. you don't have to write it. we're the observers of it, and yeah. all you have to do is observe your life, put the fucking funny that you see in it, and you will be surprised how many people you're connected with. You'll yeah. be surprised how one fucking simple joke will connect you with so many different people yeah. because they we have the same experiences, bro.
0: Amen, man. Listen to the guard I will, dude. Eric, Blake, everyone. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, Follow him, and you know, on Instagram, it's just your name. I'm super. Yeah, Eric Blake. Come here, Eric Blake. 21. Um, All right, guys, signing off. Thanks again, Eric, man. incredible.